question I was, yeah, I'm listening to The question I was trying to ask is the, the chapter that, okay, they seem to have some traction compared to what happened in Naido in the past. So I want you to tell our listeners uh, uh, who are worried, who are saying, okay, uh, Naido, we've heard it before. It's all talk, 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 no action. They'll soon start fighting. Yeah, too many internal crises. It's the same co- uh, cock and sto- bullish story, you know? So now I can see the whole world sees that the South Savannah chapter has some traction. They have a radio station, they have a TV station, they have a fantastic leadership over under Professor Joseph Igetseme. There are a lot of professionals involved. It's a democratic organization. So my question to you is, what are the immediate and futuristic objective of this chapter? And what are the things that they will do differently to sustain this traction? Yeah. Uh, I know that everyone on the executive team has brought in their total energy to make uh, NIDO not uh, business as usual. And with that spirit, uh, they are ready to hit the ground running with projects. You know, uh, For instance, uh, they are ready to meet to engage the community in Atlanta here at last. And also, uh, we're ready to meet stakeholders in Atlanta here, uh, like the uh, Nigerian uh, uh, consular, consular General uh, here in Atlanta. Uh, he, 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 she was there uh, during, the, uh, during the inauguration of the new chapter. And uh, we spoke with her, and uh, she has given us invitation, you know. Uh, and uh, we are also planning also to make, uh, you know, to meet some stakeholders in Nigeria. I mean, to discuss, to I mean, dis- discuss matters that affect affect uh, Nigerian diaspora in Nigeria in general. So I think we are ready to hit the ground running. It's not we we are we are ready to walk the talk instead of continue to talk to talk to talk without action. Well, well, the listeners and people that are observing will take you up on that. I'm proud to say I'm one of your members, so I will also work hand in hand with you to make sure that comes to fruition. The other issue is that people complain about passport renewals and all that, that they've been having issues, especially here in Atlanta. Is it part of the things you would discuss with the, the Nigerian diplomats when you eventually meet them? Definitely, that's going to be central and some other innovations that will create, you know, friendliness between uh, Nigerian community in diaspora and Nigeria country general staff and uh, their leaders in general. So there are so many things that we need to put into discussion to create uh, uh, friendliness between the communities here in Nigeria, uh, Nigeria office in Atlanta here. Our passport is there. Uh, a lot of people are so uh, worried about their passports. Some have actually uh, complained that, they, I mean, you can even see, I don't want to talk about that until we meet uh, the consular general itself. Uh, so that's definitely that's going to be central to our discussion with them. Mm, because naturally, they will also have their own problems, their own bottlenecks. So until you hear from them, you probably know. Okay, the other question I want to ask is this. Now, now because you're involved in Linkway and Nido, and I think you're just one of those very few people one can ask this question. The Latinos in, in America, whether they're from Mexico, Ecuador, Paraguay, Uruguay, Colombia, wherever, they always form a united from 
to influence the American policies towards their country, you know. Uh, the Europeans do the same thing. I can pick them ethnically. I say the Irish, a lot of whom are bankers in Boston. The Jews are also forging a united front to influence American politics towards their country. It is clear to everybody that Nigerians, one out of every four African is a Nigerian. One out of every six black people in the world is a Nigerian. Nigeria, if Nigerians individually go all over the world and excel, but collectively, it seems as if there's always a problem, you know, keeping them to get things done. And it does seem that in your chapter, I mean, you're a gala, I've seen Yoruba people there, I've seen people from Akenebo, the FMI, I've seen people from all over the country, and you all seem to be working hand in hand. But my question really is that, will NIDO, not just your chapter, because your chapter can influence the others, will they for once try and influence the American government policy towards Nigeria? Because Nigeria really, it's a ruderless ship right now. So do you have any plans in that regard to help influence the American policy towards not just Nigeria, Africa? Because after all, Nigeria is the largest concentration of black people in the world and they don't have to be ignored or neglected. Yes, um, I'm glad you you brought that up. And you know that uh, uh, the United States, you know, operates on representative uh, democracy. And you know, representative democracy is the, I mean, is the game of number. Uh, and Nigeria, if you look at the statistics of Nigeria in every state here, I think we have a constituency that we can have representative in government. The only way you can impact or you can actually uh, uh, actually have a say in the policies of government is for you to be represented there. And when they are voting on any issue, on any policy issues, then you vote on it. You mobilize and uh, you know solicit for vote on it. You sponsor bills and all that, so you can be out of politics and you can actually influence. You can you can actually you know vote for people that go there, but you are far from the corridors of power to influence the power. So what I would say on that is that it's high time we start you know grooming you know politicians that will be there. Uh, you know, I, I was here in Georgia during the last political season, and I know the number of people that are mobilized uh, from Nigerian, uh, you know, constituency that actually took part in the election. So, I said that actually we connect with the black folk worldwide and actually make a say because, like you said, we are the majority. So we can and majority they say carries the vote. So politics is a game of majority. So we are going to think along, along that uh, along that uh, line of action uh, very shortly because we need to make our voice heard. Interesting. You know what? What made me ask that question was uh, I think it was during one of the, the impeachment trials in the past. There was a young man, Congressman Negus. I'm sure you know him, Negus. You know, so I researched about him and I discovered it was from Eritrea. Eritrea is a country that broke out of Ethiopia, you know. Their population is really negligible to that of Nigeria, you know. So that's why I asked that question. Because right now, the most educated migrating block to America are Nigerians. 90-95% of all Nigerians that come to America have a first degree. About half of that, 50% roughly, have a second degree or a master's degree. So that's why I asked that. 
qualification-wise, we are not inept. We are up to the task. But we do need, I'm sure you agree with me, that maybe because we're not forming a united front. Because if we all distinguish ourselves individually, we might not be able to achieve anything. So how do you, your chapter, you are the person, your chapter and I do, plan to unite Nigerians across tribes, ethnic and uh, religious faith, what are you? Because it does feel that there's no sense of unity but we have the numbers. I'm sure you agree with that. So do you have a plan in unifying? Yeah, uh, that, you see, the plan that we have started, you know, uh, putting the plan into action. Uh, for instance, there is nothing that can unite people like this, uh, you know, uh, public engagement that we are doing through Naidu uh, South Savan. That is just the, you know, a good step in the right direction. Here we'll be talking about unity, how we can how we can unite together to take our place in the public domain. You know, uh, we need to come to unite together, speak with one voice before we can actually take our crusade, you know, to the public dom- domain. So unity, unity, and unity. That's what we'll be talking on this uh, night, uh, radio night of South Savannah. And again, you know, uh, uh, our social media, uh, you know, front. We are actually recruiting people here and tell them our vision onto them. And also our objective also will be shared on social media. And good enough, we are also, you know, making plans, you know, to take our, our public engagement to NIDO TV. And that uh, plan is uh, in progress. We have a team that are working on that. And very soon, uh, NIDO TV also will be on. And what are we going to do? How we can come together? How we can actually... Uh, come together and bring ideas how to develop our whole country and also how to uh, help ourselves also uh, to offer our voices to be heard uh, in the continental America. Wow, that's interesting. Now, I have two more questions for you before I release you. So the, the first one will be on diaspora voting. What what uh, is it a priority for NIDO that Nigerians in diaspora should be voting? And if your answer is yes, what are the plans? You just told me now that democracy is a game of number, that the job at hand requires a lot of interfacing. So if your answer is yes, is there any attempt ongoing right now to liaise with the government and legislators in Nigeria to make sure Nigerians in diaspora are allowed to vote? Yes, I mean, I think that uh, that idea has been taken to the corridor of power of Nigeria long ago uh, through NITCOM. Uh, Nigeria Industrial Organization Commission uh, in Nigeria. Uh, and uh, if you actually listen to news shortly, uh, there was the pastor in Nigeria uh, who was once the running mate to the present uh, government, I mean, president of Nigeria, visited him uh, in Asorok, uh, in presidential villa in Abuja. And it was one of the things that he suggested that diaspora voting should be a very, very a serious consideration fought with. Uh, and we know that uh, the president also will know that even though he cannot implement it now, it might be too late, but I believe that in next uh, electoral season, uh, they, they will bring it into INEC. INEC is the umpire of election in Nigeria. And um, it's going to be uh, a, a step to so many achievements. For instance, if we decide, you know, to uh, to uh, sponsor a candidate from here in our attempt to change things in Nigeria, 
uh, we we have to register our own party. I mean, something like that. I mean, it's like an opinion. We can actually register an independent, you know, a candidate uh, to fill the moha uh, in Nigeria. And with that, we can actually change a lot of things. I think that will be a consideration in the future after we have achieved uh, that for our voting. Yeah, a quick follow-up on that. I do know that uh, the Nigerian Constitution, uh, Nigerian electoral laws, right now does not allow independent candidates. But like you rightly said, in the future, it's part of what NIDO will fight for, not just to be allowed to vote, you know, not just for Nigerians in diaspora to be allowed to vote, but they, there should also be independent candidature and, like you said, possibly field a diaspora candidate. Okay. We'll look forward to, to that. I think uh, it's a fantastic idea. Uh, the only headache I have there is that a lot of diasporans have also gone home to take part in politics here. And uh, for some reason, they've not really justified that diaspora toga. They've always been, if you can't beat them, join them. So based on what you said, will, will the approach be different? And what will you be doing differently to make sure that the diasporans, the ambassadors you send to Nigeria for politics and for other things do not follow the bandwagon? You know, anything that you see in politics, uh, implementation of idea, implementation of ideals, philosophies behind the political party. So if uh, Nigerian in diaspora is allowed to form their own party, uh, they will implement the ideas. And ideas are the experience that they have in the diaspora, especially people living in the United States. If they're actually sitting down around the table, they have their own party. The ideas and the secrets of the development of uh, the, the United States and the number one economy in the whole world will be infiltrated into the ideals and philosophies of the, uh, the independent, uh, independent party that we are talking about. So it's not going to be business as usual. And you mentioned that some people uh, have gone to Nigeria before, uh, I mean, to take part in politics. They are going there, and uh, I would describe that as, uh, you know, an old wine in the new wine skin. So there's no compatibility. They will just go there, I mean, to be an office holder. But the, the political party decides whatever they are going to do. So if you come here with your very good ideas and you go to that place, you are bound to be frustrated. Because, I mean, they can frustrate your ideas. Because the, the, your ideas, uh, I mean, is new to them and they don't see the possibility of it working. So. That's what I can say about that. So when, when you have your party and the diasporans are the people that actually decide on it, they will implement it. And the only thing is that the resources also has to go with, uh, with people that are going from here. Because those people in, uh, in Nigeria that form the political party, they provide resources and everything. And you have to dance according to the Piper Stone. So, um, so that I think that's the problem. So you don't go there as somebody who is looking for help. But you go there as a solution provider. Interesting. So uh, the, the last question, for me, is this. I know you're a pastor, a man of faith, you are, you are, you are humanitarian, you help, you you have a wonderful art, you're a fantastic family man. Now, is the, is the body of Christ, which you are part of, are they doing enough for Nigeria? Because I would tell you that I, there's a shortage, there's a death of honesty amongst uh, 
our religious leaders now. We know everybody we all agree it's not a bad thing to say that Nigeria is battered almost beyond repairs. But if you look at South America, you discover the Catholic Church did a lot in the liberation of those countries, you know. But in Nigeria, we don't seem to see a lot of that going on. Catholics or the Pentecostal or the Anglican, but it does seem that it's business as usual. Nobody is doing anything. So I know you're a man of God. I know you're a pastor and all that. You're a good man. You have a lot of integrity. But do you think the body of Christ is doing enough in Nigeria currently? Yeah, there is. Uh, I will say yes, and uh, you know, and no in some conservative way. The yes is that, yeah, they are doing a lot uh, because uh, you know if you if you have actually pastor the church, you know that there is the need, a lot of need inside that won't you that will blind your vision to the outside needs a need within the church that actually will be too much for you to even think about the need outside. I've been a pastor uh, right from Nigeria. So it's everywhere like that. Uh, uh, and then to say uh, no, uh, is that there are some churches that actually uh, misunderstood the concept of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ who has been uh, the the head of the church from the beginning, you know. For instance, I would say because Jesus Christ look at a human being as the temple of the living God, but I think most of our leaders today look at the building as the temple. You find out that the building is glamorously decorated, and the the real temple of God is not decorated, very ugly appearing, and all that. So that's the area that I would say uh, a little bit no. But on the whole, yes, our religious leaders, our Christian leaders are doing a lot. They are doing a lot behind the scene. Uh, but because of the needs within the church, you can hardly see the activities outside the church. Interesting. I know. I mean, if you have a flock of, say, 1,000 people, for example, that makes you a father to 1,000 people. So you're more or less preoccupied with that. Well, I, I, I like the way you an, uh, answer the question. I know, but there's still a, a lot more still has to be done. Now, do you have any parting shot for us, a word of encouragement vis-a-vis -vis Linkway, Naido, and uh, as a man of God, do you have any? You can take your time, sir. So to let us, if there's anything you feel like telling us that I've not asked you, so let's hear from you, sir. Before we go on, it's important to add that we're on Naido Radio. This is the Linkway Hour, and the program is sponsored by Naido Radio. It's very important to add that. So, and uh, Naido, the chapter we all belong to, which Pastor Emma is also a member of myself, the Naido South Savannah are the owners of Naido Radio, who are the sponsors of this program. So, Pastor Emma, you have the floor. Your parting shot. Okay, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I want to say that we shouldn't give up on our mother's land. I'm talking about Africa at large. Because Africa take, has what it takes, you know, to take over the whole world put together. The resources, most of the resources of the world is domiciled in Africa. You find out that investors, you know, are going to everywhere in Africa, you know, are to invest there and then bring the fortune 
uh, to their own home country. So we shouldn't give up on Africa. Uh, every every country or every nation in the whole world that is doing well today have their own story. Uh, so the only way we can actually bring back the glory of Africa and in Nigeria in particular is unity here. Let's take you know our initiative, our professions, and everything invest in Nigeria. And if that is done, history will remember us for forever. Uh, whether it's political ideas that you have, uh, we have to put it together here. And then we go to Africa or Nigeria as helpers, not as beggars. Because in the time past, people have got there as beggars and they have uh, a very, very ugly story to tell. And also, I want to use this opportunity also uh, to talk to Nigeria. Uh, that Nigeria should be able to create a kind of waiver for people that are coming to uh, to Nigeria to invest, especially in the areas of critical need like health. We have some, I have a professor that actually discusses uh, ugly story uh, with me that he went to Nigeria with so many medical equipment and uh, the, 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 at the borders, the uh, Nigerian government actually, you know, frustrated him and he couldn't make it happen. And I know a lot of people have that story. So if there could be a waiver uh, for people that are investing in critical infrastructure, especially people that are even under non-for-profit, they should allow them uh, with the tariff for them, you know, to make it easy for them to come to Nigeria and invest. Uh, and I want us also to, uh, also to, if we have our ways, we should also be uh, talking to Nigeria on how we can move forward, on how we can unite together. Everybody, you know, teaming in with government to overcome uh, Nigerians' present uh, uh, challenges. Every other part of the world that has been what we are, what they are today, they actually have these uh, challenges and they overcame it. So that's my summary. Thank you very much, Pastor Dan Emma, a man of many fronts, humanitarian man of God, a Nido man to the core. Thank you for coming to Linkway Hour. Uh, I'm sure we'll always call you back again because you are the founder and originator of Linkway. Uh, we'll always call upon you to tap on your knowledge. You are a very exposed, very vast man in so many areas. God bless you very much, sir. So this has been Linkway Hour on Nido Radio. We'll come to you next week uh, with another guest that is connected to Linkway. And this program is just to let you know what Linkway is doing all over the world. There'll be instances where we have to talk to people on ground in Nigeria, people that are on the exact location of where all those projects have been done. And people, in some instances, we have to where you talk to people who need the project. Sometimes if you're a donor, like they said, you go to Linkway, uh, website uh, linkwayoutreach.org. Am I correct, sir? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Linkwayoutreach.org. You know, linkwaydiplomats.org. Linkwaydiplomats. Okay, I apologize for that. It's linkwaydiplomat.org. Every information you need is there. If you want to donate, if you want to contact them, they are open and they are very available to listen. Thank you once again, Pastor Dan Emma. My name is Ade Balugo. I'm your host for this program. We'll see you next week with another uh, another resource person to discuss with. Good day and bye. Thank you, Pastor. Bye, sir. Thank you for having me. Bye. You're welcome. Sir.